You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. I am not nearly as handsome, tall, or bearded as Pastor Tim. I am. I apologize for that. But come, you know, come on, man. I mean, <laughs> you, wrong time to amen me. Okay. <laughs> but we have a treat for you guys today. So you are here for Student Takeover Sunday. So I am so excited about this. This is something that our students have been preparing for. They've been praying for. They've been worrying about, and they are going to do such a great job. So I just want to encourage you guys to lean in to them as they bring a word to you. Is that cool? Okay, so I'm not going to steal any more thunder. I'm going to turn it over to Miss Everly Shelton. Y'all give it up for Miss Everly Shelton. Good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? Good. Um, as he said, my name is Everly Shelton, and I'm so excited to be given the opportunity to play a part to encourage and strengthen your faith today. Um, I'm 12 years old, and I just finished my first full year in youth group, and I go to Spring Hill Junior High. Woo! Um, I just wanted to take a minute to honor all of the parents, Pastor Tim and Pastor Zach, and all of the volunteers at Youth who have worked so hard and made room for us students to step into the gifts and callings God has given to us. Today, we have a word that we believe is going to challenge and encourage you as as it is us. Is that okay with y'all? Okay. I wanted to thank you in advance for leaning in and encouraging the students as they speak today. We believe that living things and or living in healthy things produce a sound, right? Your heartbeat is producing a sound in, your, in inside your chest right this moment. And so one of the sayings we have or we carry at High Ridge students is a quiet church is a dead church. So today, as you listen to the message brought to you by these students, if you hear something you like, preach back at them and encourage them. Um, we Im- we can, as you can imagine, it's requiring a lot of courage and obedience for each of these students to bring the- a message today. So build them up the best you can. Remember, when surveyed, the majority of people are more afraid the- of public speaking than death itself. That means most people would rather die than do what these students are doing today. True story. That means, or, hmm, oh, so keep that in mind as these students share what's on their hearts. There's been a lot of time and energy invested by the students, by Pastor Zach, and by the parents of each of these speakers. So let me encourage you to open your spiritual ears today to receive the message God has put on our hearts. Here is a message to all of you young people in the room and a reminder to to those of you who have gone before us. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all of the believers in what you say in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Today, we're going to dive into the story and life of Moses, and ultimately how God used him to deliver the Israelites from the slavery of the Egyptians. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be in your house with your people today and to know you more. I pray each of us would open our hearts to receive what you have for us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now join me in welcoming our first speaker, Joel Kim, up to the platform. How are y'all? All right, y'all, you doing good? Yeah, y'all alive and awake tonight? 
sorry, I got my notes all mixed up. I was on the wrong sheet of paper. <laughs> so uh, my name, like she said, my name is Joel Kamak. I am 14 years old. I'm going into my freshman year at LCS. Woo! <laughs> And uh, before I start, I would like to thank, uh, first of all, Pastor Tim for leading this church. He's doing such an amazing job, and it is truly honoring to watch him lead this healthy church. And I'd like to thank Pastor Zach for um, giving me this opportunity to speak. I don't know what I did to make him think this was a good idea, putting me up here, but I'm just going to roll with it. Um, so I would like to begin with a quick Recap on Moses' story. So um, Pharaoh, when Moses was born, Pharaoh ordered that all newborn Hebrew babies were to be killed. But God saved Moses, and he ends up being raised by Pharaoh's daughter in the palace. And so some time goes by, he grows up, and he actually, long story short, he ends up killing an Egyptian who was beating another Hebrew. And But people find out, so he runs away to uh, Midian, and God meets him there through the burning bush. And so that's where I'm going to pick up today. So why did God deliver the Israelites, and what was his goal? What was he trying to accomplish through it? Well, he delivered them to the promised land, right? I mean, that's what Sunday school always taught me. <laughs> Even though the promised land was a tangible end goal, it was not the main reason for God to deliver them. Exodus 7.16 says, Let my people go so that they can worship me in the wilderness. You see, God didn't deliver the Israelites out of slavery. He delivered them into a relationship with himself. Have you ever like seen or listened to or followed someone on social media that you just thought to yourself, they are so cool. I would love to be their friend. Well, I don't know. For me, I'm like, Chris Pratt is so cool. <laughs> like, I would love to be his friend. I don't know. And as an actor myself, maybe you could give me a few pointers. <laughs> um, well, that feeling you have, that desire you have to be their friend, that's how God is when he looks at you. Yes, he forgives us and he loves us and he sent Jesus to die for us. But also he wants to be in relationship with you more than just about anything. Revelations 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. We are truly just like the Israelites in so many ways. Here are two ways that we are just like the Israelites. Number one, God delivered us from bondage of sin and slavery of death. Not so we could live this perfect life, because otherwise we'd all be failing. Um, but so he, we can know him and know him intimately. He desires to have a relationship with us. Number two, we often pray for God to pull us from one situation to another. And it usually sounds something like, oh, God, save me from this bad situation and plant me in a more cushy opportunity or environment, right? <laughs> but what is often so hard to wrap our minds around is that God cares much more about your character than he does your comfort. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. He cares about your comfort. But he will happily leave you in an uncomfortable situation if being comfortable results in you compromising your character. Here's another challenging truth. If God has to make you uncomfortable to draw you close to him, that is exactly what he will do. 
I see this in my own life so often. So often I'll be on cruise control and I'm just going through life. I might read my Bible every now and then, but I'm not really focusing on God. And then something bad will happen. It'll be like, oh God, please, I love you so much. Please save me from this situation, right? (laughs) But if your earthly success means that you drift away from God and become dependent on yourself, you often withhold the very thing you pray for night after night. Why? Because he knows what's best for us. Even beyond what we think is best for ourselves. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in man's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. The Israelites were beaten and broke by slavery, and they desired to be out of it more than just about anything. But they had a long journey ahead of them that they weren't necessarily ready for. Why? Well, that leads us to our second speaker today. Thank you for your time and attention. Now, please join me in welcoming Aubrey Case to the platform. Well, good morning. (laughs) How are y'all this morning? Y'all good? Good? Doing good? All right. Well, first off, I would be really, really upset with myself if I did not honor Pastor Tim and Pastor Zach for allowing students to have this opportunity. It's an honor that I do not take lightly, nor does anyone up here. So thank you very much. Um, I love the staff here at High Ridge and my dad, Petey, he's a pastor here on staff, Pastor Doug, love him, Um, but also my bonus mom, I call her Lolly. She leads in worship, first impressions, and anywhere she's needed. My last and final thank you, so I'm not drawing this out too far, is I just want to thank my mom for letting me be here this morning and encouraging me. So before we do like a deep dive to this theology, whatever you want to call it, I am a student at Longview Christian School. I'm going into my freshman year also. I just turned 14, um, and I serve in youth and students. Also, shout out to all these students as we take this place over, because we've done pretty good. (laughs) But my goal this morning is to encourage you and challenge you. So as we discuss Exodus, the Israelites just saw this amazing work of God split the Red Sea. He is protecting him and pushing them into the wilderness on their way to the promised land. So in Exodus 15 the Israelites start to complain, okay? And when I mean complain, I mean complain, okay? They were in the desert for three days and didn't have any water. I don't know about y'all, but when I go glamping, okay, I will not go camping, I complain when I don't have any fresh water, air conditioning, or bathroom, so I would not make it in the situation. (laughs) But it says that God led them to the water and they camped near it. So God saw their need and met it. Then we're gonna turn to Exodus 16, verses two through three. So in case you didn't know, the Israelites were notorious for complaining by now, okay? I mean, they were more moody than a bunch of teenage girls, okay? Mm-hmm. I know, it's every teenage girl's in here like, no, I'm not, whatever. Um, <laughs> but they were upset and they kept on approaching God the same way. Even though in prior chapters, he already met their need. So Exodus 16, two through three says, there too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, okay? Casey, you're not a theology nerd, I'm not. They were in slavery. So if that, 
that's a pretty bad situation if they would want to be killed a few days earlier. But back to the verse, there we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. Okay, they had a little bit of sass like that. But um, how many of us have found ourselves in a similar place before? We hit some challenges and we just want God to change it to fit our way and fit what we want. And we don't want him to change our perspective on it either. And I don't think I'm the only one who gets this way. As we can see in this verse, it happens a lot. We don't like this situation and we want God to fix it, like I already said. And we don't see the true perspective that we should be. There are times, I also hate to say it, where I don't want to change or adapt. I'm very stubborn. So when God tells me to change, I don't want to. But um, then God comes through and I feel like the situation's even harder. Have y'all ever gone through like one difficulty to another from one challenge to another? Has God ever made the transition difficult? Because for me, he has. I don't know if y'all know the little quote, like God will not give you more than you can handle. I want someone to show me in the Bible where it says that because that is not true. And God will give you more than you can handle because he wants your heart. He does. And I can think of a time, hate to say it, but I really, really want it to be popular, okay? I know I want it to be loved by everyone. That's my personality. But, um, <laughs> but I know for adults, the need for acceptance just magically goes away. I really, really hope that's soon for me because I'm struggling out here. But... Um, <laughs> The problem is I didn't like my circumstances. So I did my best to try and fit in. And as I did that, I felt that I was becoming mean, selfish, arrogant, and prideful. And I had to actually change to see how I treated people affected them. Then I moved to church in High Ridge, Fort Worth. Shout out to them, love them. But um, God was really working on my heart and started to change my perspective. Instead of being the person, I felt like God called me to look for the people who felt left out. And as I did that, I found a really, really good group of friends. And it took the pressure off of who I was because I allowed God to become who I was. It allowed me to move to Longview <laughs> and be a good friend over a popular one. And I found the better I treated everyone, the more I was fitting in. I allowed God to change me. But can we all admit change is hard, please? Okay, I, but let's take a poll. If you have a trouble with adapting, changing, or allowing God to mold you, raise your hand, okay? Look around. You're not alone. I struggle with it. We all do, okay? But when, why, when we struggle with this, we find ourselves in a question of why is change so hard? And because like the Israelites in this situation, we love comfort. We hold on to what we know rather than what might be ahead of us. And when we do this, it can become a part of our identity. And when I read the Bible, I've seen God take people from these really, really hard situations, from these really low spots to these blessed beyond measure. But in this verse, we read it and we see God take them from challenge to challenge, from struggle to struggle. And you may ask, why would God allow that to happen? Why would he put him in that situation? Well, let me just tell you, the Israelites were still holding on to the familiar rather than the promise. It happens with us. We hold on to a memory, a relationship, a thing, or a pain, and we refuse to allow God to change our perspective on it. And we allow him to refuse to change our hearts. And when we do this, we miss the true blessing that he has given us. What happens next is we drag previous situations into new ones. You think we would learn, but man, we're really hard-headed. 
Um, but we, I don't know if y'all know the saying, you can take the girl out of Texas, but you can't take the Texas out of the girl. Uh-huh, y'all, some of y'all Texas girls in here, like, I live by that quote. Anyways, um, <laughs> so imagine you're the Israelites. He can take you out of your Egypt, but you have to trust him and submit your hearts to take the Egypt out of you, okay? We need to allow God to change us. And it's hard, like we've already discussed. So in Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, God says this, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. And as we read this verse, I just think it's so cool that no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter who you might be, God will find you. God will make a way to find you no matter where you are. So once we've determined to leave the past in the past, what's next? How do we move on? Well, I'm really glad you asked. Thank you so much for your attention today. That leads us to our third speaker, Micah. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Micah Sokotianu. Can everyone say Sokotianu? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, I'm 17. I'm about to be a senior at Springfield High School. Some of y'all just tuned me out already. That's okay. Um, I want to take this opportunity to give honor to a few people. First of all, Pastor Zach and Pastor Tim, thank you so much for the opportunity to work on our, develop my skills of speaking and step into my calling. Uh, we don't take that lightly, um, and that's huge for us at this church. I also want to give honor to both of my parents, Matei and Sonia Sokutianu. Can everyone say Sokutianu? I wouldn't be the man slash boy slash little baby that I am today without their love and guidance. So quick intro, as we know, the Israelites wandered around the desert for 40 years. As they were getting ready to go into the promised land, we find a conversation that God has with Moses in Exodus 33. So God promises Moses the outcome that they were all wanting, sending them into the promised land, but there was a catch. He wasn't going to be there. Now, Moses had been desiring to enter the promised land for over 40 years, and God was finally giving him the opportunity to step into that desired season of his life, only without God. So God basically tells Moses, yeah, that's fine. And, okay, if, any of, if anyone's ever told y'all, yeah, that's fine, and you didn't get it, that doesn't mean that's fine. It means to go pray and evaluate your life. <laughs> so Moses and the Israelites correctly understood that God didn't mean it was fine, but that would instead be the biggest mistake of their lives. Here, God tested Moses' spiritual maturity by giving him the option of getting the things he desired without God. Like, you can, have, you can get what you want, but you're going to lose the relationship in the process. So here's where Moses ends up. In Exodus 33.15, Moses is interceding on behalf of the Israelites with God, and he says this. He says, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. God basically plays a much more weighty and much more holy version of the game, Would You Rather, with Moses. Asking, would you rather get exactly what you've prayed for from God, but lose God in your relationship with him in the process, or stay in the struggle, but get to keep your relationship with God? It's hard for us to imagine how tired the Israelites would have been of the desert. I mean, 40 years is a really long time. 40 years ago for us would have been 1982. So, okay, by a show of hands... How many of us were actually alive in the year 1982? About half of us. Um, I was born in the year 2005. Um, 
a little about the year 1982. That was the year that Michael Jackson's Thriller came out and became the best-selling album. Um, playing video games with your friends would mean gathering together and playing Pac-Man with your homies. In 1982, the first CD player was released by Sony, and I think that me and my father are the only people who still use CDs today. And it's my favorite one. So in the year 1982, Time Magazine's Man of the Year Award was given to a computer, which makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know about y'all. So, but even as tired as the Israelites could have been after 40 years, they, their leader Moses had to have been even more tired. He had been eating the same manna every day, walking the same laps around the desert every single day. The same Israelite people he was leading were mad at him and threatening to kill him all the time. He had the same frustrations, the same exact thing, every single day for 40 long years. The same question God asked Moses can be used to examine our own lives. Would you rather get exactly what you've prayed for from God, but lose God in your relationship with him in the process, or stay in the struggle, but get to stay in a relationship with God? While not every one of our situations have required us to pick either extreme completely, the situation proposes some important questions in our own lives. What do you value most? Are your eyes fixed on God, or are they fixed on the things he can give you? I think we can all admit that there are things we desire from God, whether that be financial security, a relationship, a new job, to be healthier or skinnier or happier or more fulfilled. All those things are, can be good, but are they worth no longer hearing God or being in a relationship with him? You may not be in a place where achieving the things that you desire would mean completely dropping your relationship with God, but if that were the case, would you be willing to choose God? I was extremely challenged by this question when preparing for this message. If I only had God and nothing else, would that be enough for me or would I expect more? I feel like me and Moses are alike in a lot of ways. He had a speech impediment. I also have a speech impediment. You may have heard that today. Um, maybe not. Yahweh is a God of miracles. <laughs> um, Moses killed a man in Egypt and I intentionally attended an Imagine Dragons concert and forced my wonderful father to bring me. God's grace covers both of us and we're both healing. But one aspect of Moses' life and faith that I strive to mirror was his full and complete dependence on God. Not that he was perfect, but he understood and recognized that every corner of his life that God wasn't a part of was meaningless. I spent a majority of my very lengthy 17-year life living a comfortable Christian lifestyle without inviting God to truly inhabit my life and found myself miserable despite God's blessing and despite my religion. I fear that while many of us have our hearts positioned to receive from God, we would be dissatisfied if we only received God. In my own life, I walked through a very lengthy season of loneliness and isolation from Christian community. My prayer through that was always that God would send at least one Christian friend to walk beside me, but I confess that I never asked for just more of God, even though he was beside me the whole time. When was the last time that our prayers looked like, God, just give me more of you, more of your presence, more of your voice, more of your Holy Spirit, and not just more of our earthly desires and dreams. David was a lot like us in a lot of ways. He made some terrible mistakes and he did things the wrong way. But God still called David a man after my own heart. This is because David always sought after God and not just the things God could give him or do for him. In Psalm 27.4, David prays this prayer. He said, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life 
to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. Moses prayed a similar prayer in Exodus 33. He said, Lord, if your spirit doesn't go, we don't want to go. Moses demonstrated his spiritual maturity by showing that he recognized that the promised land could not be greater than the gift giver that was God. What would our lives look like today if, as Joel shared, we realized that God didn't deliver us from our past to a lifestyle, but to deliver us to himself? That's his heart for us. How would our lives change today if, as Aubrey shared, we learned to submit our hearts to God and change? He can take you out of your Egypt, but you have to trust him and submit your heart to him to take the Egypt out of you. And lastly, what would our lives be like today if we learned to fall so deeply in love with God and his presence that it was worth so much more than anything or place he could possibly give us? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this opportunity to be used by you and to speak to your people. I pray that the word that you gave us for student takeover would change the hearts and minds of myself and anyone it reaches. Amen. I want to welcome Pastor Zach back to the stage. Thank you all for listening. Can we give it up for our students? Come on. Come on. Great job. Uh, I am so proud of them. You can be seated. Thank you for honoring, giving honor. They have put a lot of heart and time and attention and energy into this. And so I hope that it's blessed you. I hope that it's encouraged you. And I hope that it's inspired you. You know, so many times uh, as a youth pastor, I hear about this generation and I hear about the lost, the distracted, the confused generation, the apathetic generation. And I just want to inspire you because our children are a result of us. My children will love the Lord as much as it's up to me as a result of watching their dad do it and watching their mom do it. And so as we bow our heads and close our eyes today and just respond to this message, I just want to encourage you parents and you grandparents out there to evaluate your heart and your priorities and evaluate if my kids could only know what I valued by watching me, what would they say I valued? What would that be? And so I just want to give us a moment to respond to what the Holy Spirit wants to do today in our lives and in our hearts. And so there were really three stories shared today. There are three instances shared today. And I think that we all can find ourselves in one of those stories. And the first story being that God delivered us and, and out of our sin, out of our past, out of our failures, our mistakes, but he delivered us to himself. And so maybe we've said, well, maybe we've said the prayer and we've, we've given our heart to Jesus or maybe we haven't. And if you haven't done that yet today, we're gonna give you an opportunity in just a moment. But then you're really still not finding like breakthrough. You're not finding a relationship with God that you walk day in and day out with. I wanna pray for you and that you would find that. Maybe, maybe you find yourself in the second story a little bit today and that's where it's hard to change. <laughs> Like I, I'm taking the steps, I'm at church, I'm in group, I've gone through growth track and I wanna change, but I'm really struggling. I'm having a difficult time. And I think that we can all be honest and say that change is really, really hard. But God didn't call you to change and then leave you powerless to not be able to do it. Maybe you find yourself in the third group today where you would say, you know, when was the last time that my prayers 
just asked for more of God and not for the things that he could give me. When was the last time? Maybe it's time for me to refocus, reprioritize the things in my life. As, as great as the new job is, as great as the new relationship is, as great as the health is that maybe you're needing, you're praying for, can I just, can I just be really candid and really honest with you? There's nothing more important than your connection to the voice of the Lord every single day. And so if you find yourself in one of these three groups today with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, no one's looking around. If, if you do, can you just be honest and raise your hand? Rooms all, uh, hands all over the room. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being honest. I want to pray for you if that's okay. Lord, I just thank you so much for this church. I thank you for this house. I thank you for Pastor Tim and his leadership. And Lord, I just thank you for my friends today. I pray that as they connect with you today, as your Holy Spirit begins to challenge them and speak to them, Lord, that they would submit their wills and what they want on the altar that they would lay down their plans. As Joel shared, we make plans, but it's the way of the Lord, it's the plans of the Lord that prevail. And so I, I pray for my friends, Lord, that are here today or watching online, that they feel like they've done everything right, but they can't seem to get that connection to God. And so Lord, I just pray over the next few seconds as I go silent, and we open our hands, we open our hearts, and we say, Holy Spirit, come and speak to us. Come and speak, Lord. Holy Spirit, we love your voice. We love you, Lord. We thank you that when we sit silently and we give you room to speak, that you speak. You quicken us. You show us where we need to change. You show us where we need to allow you in to do a deep work in our lives. And so, Lord, I just pray that. I pray that for my friends that we would do that. We'd give you room to do what only you can do in our lives. I've got one more prayer I want to pray today. And with all of our heads still bowed and our eyes closed, if, if you're here and you'd say, you know, I, I, I just don't have a relationship with God, Pastor Zach, if I'm being completely honest. You know, maybe I grew up in church or maybe my, my parents did the best they could, but I just, I've, I've veered off path. I'm, I'm far from God. Or maybe you'd say, I, you know, I, I had my own relationship with God and I've, I've drifted away. Or this is the first time I've ever stepped foot in a building, first time I've ever watched a church service online. Well, I just want to encourage you that you are exactly where you're supposed to be today. That you didn't arrive here by accident, that God has ordained your steps without you even knowing it. <laughs> and I was in the same exact place that you find yourself today, and someone loved me enough to just lead me in a simple prayer. And this prayer is not an introduction to formalized religion. It's not an introduction to High Ridge Church. It's just an introduction to Jesus, the lover of your soul and the savior of your life. And so I'm gonna just lead you in this prayer. I'm gonna say a sentence and give you a chance to repeat it after me. 
a little bit out of time, and you can say this out loud or in your heart, whatever you're comfortable doing, but if that's you, I just want to encourage you today to say this, say this prayer with me. It goes like this, friend. Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you came and died and rose again so that I could have life and freedom and forgiveness of all my sin. I repent of the things in my past that did not honor you. And I give you that past. I give you my present and I give you my future. Thank you, Lord, for just now saving me. In Jesus' name, with all of our heads still bowed and eyes still closed, if you said that prayer with me today, can I see your hand in this place? I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Awesome, awesome. I'm so excited about the decision that you guys just made. So I wanna, I wanna challenge you real quick with everybody with your head still bowed and your eyes still closed. I wanna challenge those of you that prayed to take one more faith step today. I believe in you, you can do it. Take the step. I want you to look up at the screen right now and I want you to see, I want you to text the word, I prayed, it's all together, one word, to 844-HRC-TEXT. And the reason that I want you to do this is because the worst thing that I can do is lead you to this place where I introduce you to Jesus and then I don't tell you what to do next. And so what this actually is, is when you text this, you're gonna get a five-part video devotional series that Pastor Tim has put together for you on what to do next. So you're not gonna go through the next week having no idea what your next step is. We're gonna lay it out it's easy as we can to show you how to grow in your faith and grow in your ability to hear God and know God more. And so, all right, church family, go ahead and look up at me. You can go ahead and stand. Thank you guys so much for being here today and supporting our students. Can we give them one more round of applause? Great job, great job. I'm so proud of them. And so I'm gonna go ahead and call forward the elders. And uh, if you need prayer for anything, that's why they are here. And uh, I said this last service, I was started to say, you know, I would trust them with my life, but I do trust these people with my life. And um, if you came into this place and you're like, you know what, I really need to hear God, I really need prayer, and you leave, that's on you, boo-boo, because we, we have made room for it. And so after the service, when we dismiss, if you need prayer, please come forward, and get the prayer that you need. Cool? Cool, okay, let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. God, we thank you so much for all that you did in this place. We thank you that as we go throughout this week that we're gonna walk in the power and the authority that comes with knowing you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. You are dismissed. Have an awesome week. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit HighRidgeLV.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.